Welcome to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players around the world. A 30-minute exploration of PJ and Gareth's board game experiences from across both sides of the Atlantic. Each episode, they share their thoughts and opinions on the world of board games, including their favourite themes, games, hot topics, and much, much more. Hey, and welcome to episode 33, Board Game Shop in Focus. Today, we're here with Nick at Titan Games Springfield. Our topic is used games, game trades, you name it. I'm PJ. I'm Gareth. And, and we back. are glad, we're glad you're with us today. So, um, how are you guys? And Gareth, how you been? It's been a week since I've seen you. It's been good. Last week's episode yeah. was fantastic. We had a really good response. So, um, I've, I've seen Diz since, and she has uh, coped well with that fame and stardom that comes with chatting to you, sometimes me. I think I think she wants to be a regular on the show. Now. She does, yeah, she does, yeah. yeah. So, but um, but I'm looking forward to to hearing more about um, Titan Games and listening to Nick and chatting to Nick around. I guess game sales, trading sales, because we haven't got. Uh, I I don't know of a game store in the UK that allows you to go in and trade games. Really, that's yeah. interesting. I do all my trading either on Facebook or um, like at game conventions, like bring and buy sales. So I'd like to know more. I have suggested this idea to a couple of um, friend local game stores and they looked at me as if I was crazy. So let's see whether Nick is crazy and makes yep. it work. Yep. Yeah. So we figured that uh, we'd invite Nick. He's a local game store owner and operator. Is that the right term, Nick? Game yeah, owner and works. operator? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we thought it'd be great to have you on to talk about this uh, topic. Um but I figured let's let's begin. Real quick question is how'd you get started in the hobby? Like what was your first game and how'd you get into this? Sure. So there's I kinda had two starts in hobby gaming. One was when I was, you know, in my ten uh, from like ten to thirteen in that range. Yeah. My parents bought me a couple games, one of those being Battle Masters, which PJ and I have actually gotten to play once, which was kinda <laughs> crazy. Um and also playing a lot of D and D with friends in a, one of our buddies' basements. Um, but then as I got into high school and college, I kind of drifted away from it a little bit. And then when I got out of college, started working and doing different things, uh, I had a group of friends that started playing Catan regularly. So that sort of brought me back into the fold really quickly. And then I got involved with uh, X-Wing Miniatures game and a number of cool. other things. Before I knew it, I was running events at our local store. And shortly after that, they were asking me to come on as an owner and open another location. And the rest That's is history. Yeah. <laughs> and how long have you been running Titan Games? So we've had our Springfield location now for eight years. I've actually been with the company about nine years. And the the Champagne store is celebrating their 10th anniversary this year. How many how many locations have you got? Uh, right now, just the two, Champagne okay. and Springfield. Yep. 10 years. Wow. Yeah, it that, that, does not cool. feel like it has been that long at all. <laughs> so... <laughs> And you've had to put up with me for the last five, so I'm sorry about that. Among many other people, yes. <laughs> and what what what's the um what the components of the of the store? So in the UK, we have they're pretty much a store. Some now have a cafe with with where you can rent and play board games. Or is sure. it a pure store, or is it what are the components? So, yeah, and I know this can vary greatly yeah. 
not only within the U.S., but obviously overseas too, um, where our locations are specifically retail plus some play space. So we do a certain amount of event management and event running for different games, but it is primarily a retail location. So, but we do have the play space to support events for many, if not all of the games that we, we have on our shelf. What's the most popular game in the, in the play space? Is that oh, well, card games or is it like Magic the Gathering or... Yeah, so we do a lot of Magic the Gathering. Um, it's a very casual crowd at our Springfield location here, which is kind of nice and fun in its own way. Um, but then we also have a pretty big board game night, actually. Every Wednesday, we have open board game night. Um, that's one of our bigger events consistently every week. Uh, we also have a number of groups that play Dungeons & Dragons or other role-playing games throughout the week as well. So it's kind of hard to pick one. I would say most consistent is probably our board game night, though. Cool. Yeah. And um, can people just bring their own games along? Have you got a board game library? Yeah, so we have a small library of ga- demo games that people can pick up and play at any time. Um, but everybody's welcome to bring in their own games as well. And it it seems like we kind of go in these rotations where we'll have different groups that are bringing in their own games. And there's another group that's kind of playing the games out of the library. Yeah. And then as they sort of get more into the hobby, the people who are playing out of the library, they start buying their own games and they've got their own games to bring. And then there's a new group that starts playing out of the library and it just sort of cycles back and forth. It's kind of interesting. And is there any charges to playing? Uh, For our board game nights, we do not have any charges. Um, It's just an open night for anybody to come in and play. And it's a store still open, so I, if I need yeah, to so purchase... Yeah, so we're still open for retail, yes. Yeah. Really find dangerous. something cool, guess yeah. what? You can walk over here <laughs> yeah. and buy it. Yeah. yeah, that's always a danger. Oh, that's a really cool game. Yeah. And uh, do, do you do food and, food and drink, or people bring their own? So we do not do any food and drink. Um, there's a couple of different reasons for that, but one of them is in we're, we're in the state of Illinois. Um, there's some very specific guidelines for food right. and drink establishments, which is kind of an area that we don't have the expertise in, yeah, so we're okay. just not willing to kind of like dip our toe in and mess it up. And all of a sudden we've got all the state agencies all over us to deal with it. So <laughs> we're just not going to mess with that part yeah, of it right stay now. Stay well away. Yeah. So, That's awesome. So PJ said, uh, mentioned to me that you guys do secondhand game sales. So right. how does, how does that work? So we do one per year, one weekend per year at each of our locations. So we do kind of a spring one at our Springfield store and a fall one at our Champagne store. And um, just so everybody kind of understands the difference, our two stores are about an hour and a half drive away from each other. It's about 100 miles or so. So they're just far enough apart that, like, you're probably not popping over for the day. Yeah. But, you know, for a big event, yeah, going over for the weekend or for the day is not a big deal. So... Uh, we started doing this uh, five, six years ago now, I think, maybe a little longer than that. Um, and we just saw it as a good opportunity for a lot of our regular customers that buy games from us regularly to kind of go through their collections and say, you know what, I really don't need these three games that are a lot like other games that I want to buy that maybe have a better theme or have just found their way out of my regular rotation. Um, and it's a good way for them to kind of cash those games in for store credit and use it to buy the stuff that they do actually want coming out. So, And it's also a great opportunity for people that are maybe newer to the hobby to pick up some games that, you know, maybe it's been out for 10 years, but they're new to the hobby, haven't played it yet. It's a good game at a good price, and they can take it home and get started with that. So. One of the, one of the um, questions I've been asked when we've, t- when we've talked about this over here has been, knowing whether the game's complete. Do you do a check or is there any conditions? 
that that <laughs> is kind of, of like a, a consistent concern, I guess is probably the best yeah. way to put it. Um, but as part of our seller signup, you are essentially affirming that all of your game pieces are there and complete. I think we've had one issue okay, it's interesting. in the five or six years that we yeah. did it. And literally like the day after the sale, the person that sold the game was like, I was going through other stuff and I found these cards. Can you get them to whoever bought it? It's like, <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Like, that's not a problem. Yeah, so no one even noticed. Cause I, yeah. I think, I mean, I know Percy's a board gamer. I look after my games and right. generally stuff doesn't go missing. Yeah, it was no. one of those. It was like cards from an expansion that they included, but the you know the original box wasn't in there because everything kind of fit in the main box. But there were some extra cards that were promo cards or something that they put in the expansion box to store. So it was just one of those like it, it wasn't even necessary components to the game, yeah. but it was stuff that went with the game. So they wanted to make sure the new person got it. It reminds me, um, I sold some games on Facebook, and I think it was Lords of Waterdeep and the expansion, but they were. There were some cards mixed up, and I sold both games to different people. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then we realized that there were cards in the wrong box. So I just said, "Hey guys, just send to each other." Yeah. Fortunately, it, it worked its way. Yeah, it worked out okay. But I guess selling it at a games convention, you just don't know who's taken it, and that would have been would have been a bit of a disaster. So I learned my lesson um, at that point. I mean, that is one advantage that if we did ever have an issue like that, where some where a buyer took home a game found out there were missing components or there's something wrong with it we do have a registered list of all the owners of exactly okay. who had sold that game even. yeah so we can immediately just say you know what it wasn't complete we'll do a refund or we'll talk to that person see if they happen to know where those pieces are so we've got a way to track that backwards if any buyers have any issues with stuff and nice look luckily all of our buyers are essentially from usually yeah, local. in our local community local. so it's yeah. not a like you know, we got to track this person down states away to try and find them and get this stuff. It's usually just a matter of a Facebook message or a quick call saying, hey, you happen to know what happened with this? And then we'll be done <laughs> with it, you know? So, so, um, so Nick, um, in the community of retailers in the U.S. anyway, more for our friends overseas and our listeners. Um, so you notice that not every game store in the U.S. has a used game sale specifically like titan does um what go, what goes in that process for you and the used game sale and maybe some of your other uh retail owners who choose to do a different type of you know what i'm saying a different form of used game trade sure so there are some stores in the u.s that have like permanent used game sections which is kind of a whole different beast in and of itself depending on how they have that set up we've opted for this once a year thing partially so it is kind of a special event and it's also kind of spaced out so that um, our one in Springfield at least is kind of early in the spring simply because we realized that a lot of the big news for releases kind of comes out first quarter of the year at least the announcements will so then people can kind of be planning okay I've got to make room in my collection for this stuff that I definitely want to get this year so it gives everybody that opportunity to make some room in their collection early in the year. And then as those things release throughout the year at Gen Con, at Origins, wherever, whatever they're going to do with it, there's room for them in the collection already to be backfilled in. So Nice. And at the same yeah. time, all the games they got, you know, over Christmas, holidays, Thanksgiving, 
all those ones that they couldn't quite fit in there, they know what game they want to pull out. It's time to get it out of there. So. Yeah, I think I guess I do the same with with usually the UK Games Expo, which is mm-hmm. the end of May June. I just they all just stack up. I can see them looking at me now, and <laughs> I take I take them and then yeah, I dump them for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I've got control on my pricing. Mm-hmm. Whereas you guys, how does your how does your pricing mechanics work? So the only things that we regulate pricing on in in our used game sale are games that we specifically like have on the shelf. Okay. So it's one of those like if we have Pandemic on the shelf for fifty bucks, and you want to sell your used copy for forty five, does that make sense for anybody? Yeah. Either okay. way. <laughs> yeah. You know. So that's, that's where we just say with yeah. those games, you have to be no more than fifty percent of MSRP. Which is, it's a decent discount that you're getting a used game, even if you could get a new one for a little yeah. more than that. But if I brought in an out-of-print game... Yeah, um, I that's do... totally up to you. That's you can cool. list it for whatever that's you really want. Cool. I, I do tell people on out-of-print stuff like that, it's kind of hit or miss year to year, what kind yeah. of buyers we're going to have. There have been years that I watched one guy walk around one year and literally pick up every game that I'm like, oh, I learned about that one this year. I learned about that one this year. That's really expensive. And, you know, the guy spent a couple hundred bucks on games that are just hard to find. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we've also had other years where there's a number of those games that are hard to find, kind of unobtainium things. And they just sit there like they're at a reasonable price, but there's just not somebody interested in it. So it's kind of hit or miss. But, um, yeah, if it's out of print, that is totally up to you what you want to do. I always tell people, you know, the more aggressively you price it, the more likely um, it is yeah. to sell. <laughs> that, is, that is my approach at yeah. the expo. I see people put games in at crazy prices, and yeah. they're still there there on the Sunday. Whereas I, you sell to clear, but as long as you, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about making a profit. It's about, I guess, yeah. I think it depends think. on the the individual sellers have different motivations. Like there are legitimately some people that I know in our community that collect and trade games kind of as a hobby. Yeah. So for some of them, it's like they're willing to put a game in at X price. And if it doesn't sell, they're totally fine with that. They'll, they'll keep it. They'll sell it somewhere else. They'll do whatever they want to do with it. But there's other people that are just like, if I get five bucks for each of these, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> like, they, just, they just want it out of the house. So that's something else we started doing. Maybe the second or third year is we gave people the option because our sale runs Saturday and Sunday. Um, if your game does not sell on Saturday, you have the option for Sunday to price it at, half of what you had it at Saturday okay. or you can make it a dollar. And the reason wow. I came up with that is, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we had a lot of like medium and small games that were in the, in the sale for like five bucks. And it's like, so if you go half of five, that's $2. Like why is $2? Do you just want it gone? Yeah. We'll just make it a dollar, <laughs> make it a deal for everybody and get it out of here. And if it doesn't sell, they come and collect them on the Monday? Is that That's correct. Works? So whenever yeah. people pick up their uh, games that didn't sell, we'll issue their store credit to them. Or if all their games sell, which is always fun, I just get to send them a message and say, your store credit's on there. Yeah. Enjoy it. Sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a really it's great, yeah, it's it, a great it, opportunity because um, we get the store credit when my wife and I, when we sell at Titan, we take that money at store credit so that we can get like our painting supplies and other things for, you know, like all the frost Haven minis yeah. that we have to paint. So it's a really <laughs> great opportunity. And I think that that's one of the beauties of these used game sales. I think, um, do you find other customers, uh, they, they see that value. It's not just, you know, I'm getting store credit, but the, it really, it fills back into other, you know, like adjacent gaming things. 
Oh, for sure. And yeah. it, it's interesting to see kind of what people decide to spend their board game money on too. Does it, does that credit turn into new board games or does it turn into role-playing books? Does it turn into paints? Does it turn into different hobby sectors that we do support as well? So it's always interesting to see somebody that's um, a number of times I've, I've worked with sellers that are kind of families and they have like a group of games that their kids would play with them but now their kids have kind of outgrown those games so they're clearing yeah. those ones out so they can kind of get the next batch of games in that their kids will play with them yeah and, and pj have you to use it every year is is that one of the, is that a kind of key weekends it is yeah. um so so katie and i've already pulled out the games for the sale and with gen con now it's like so whatever we don't sell we'll sell a gen con in the summertime so it's kind of a you know i mean it's it's a great program i love that i love that nick's able to do this it's, mm. it's pretty fantastic yeah I, I think it's those things that if it was nearby like you say within half hour 45 minute drive um there is one just sort of in portsmouth direction south coast who do do something but i always find out about it the day before and it's yeah yeah too late i haven't got time to organize myself and i think you can drop off and then it's there for like I think it's just a few, like six hours. It's like during the daytime. Oh, wow. That's really tight. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I can see the benefit because taking everything to Birmingham, which is two hour drive, and then you've got to lug it in and queue up for an hour, two hours. And then I, I guess there's an app that lets you track where it's gone to. But you know, I do like the idea of being able to, yeah, every six months or 12 months, be able to just cycle through a load of more games and just clear, just clear the space. It's space mm-hmm. is the, the problem I have. <laughs> yeah it's not so much the money it's the it's yeah it's it's the floor space space is the reason a lot of my personal games are going into the sale this year yeah yeah <laughs> because yeah. uh we've got some more kids on the way and with that we're in a house that doesn't have a ton of room so <laughs> we had to be very particular about what games we're actually keeping and which ones are getting out of the way so we can yeah. have more stuff so I think yeah. I think it's I think it's twofold. So for us, space obviously I think that's everyone's issue, right? Is space. Um, the other one too is well, I guess three points. The games that just don't hit the table, right? Yeah, it's an opportunity to get rid of them, and it never fails. Particularly last year, um, we found Grand Austria Hotel, which has been on my wish list forever. Out of print, we managed to find it, and then you know, like there was Murano, we found that at your sale last year, and that was mm-hmm. like didn't even know what that was but it was out of print and it was amazing (laughs) you know now it's it hits the table at least once a month it's great so i I really like this idea and what it does for the hobby and it keeps it going you know um so yeah and do you have um so in the uk we have a very active school uk board games trading and chat on facebook and that is there's a few others but this is the main one so it's a chat it's the chat group but it's a lot of trading very trusted well organized have you got those kind of things in the US or is the US just too big to be? I would say yes and no. And like those groups do exist. Um, but I, I do think that the geographic limitations yeah. of it in the US also play into that a little bit. I mean, I'm sure that multiple regions, communities do have that kind of stuff specifically set up. Um, however, I don't believe there's one where we are necessarily, but I could be completely wrong about mm, that. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's I know that could... a lot of folks in the U.S. do board game geek trades or math trades and all that kind of stuff, but I'm just not super familiar with that aspect of the, the trading, lending, yeah. borrowing, and stealing <laughs> section I've, I've of it. I've sold things on board game geek. I have never traded. 
And then as for maths trade, maths trades, I have investigated, I've looked at them, I've never done one, uh, but anyone listening would like to educate me <laughs> on how they work because I've been told by there's quite an active Instagram group in the UK who they all seem now have gotten bored with math trades and just say mm. it's easy. But I think it's just, it's like once you learn to swim or you know do math trade, it's you're done, but they always look so intimidating. It, it's one of those things like conceptually, I understand how it's supposed yeah. to work. I just don't think I've ever taken that step to be like, okay, let's try this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's just that, yeah, it's just, it's just sitting and spending a, an hour just going right it's this how you do it i mm-hmm. think it's relatively easy but it just requires a bit more thinking time like you say just um yeah so i need to try a math rate that may be another another opportunity i mean the other advantage to how we do it in our store is anytime you do those online trades you're gonna have shipping involved with something yeah and as we all know most board games aren't the lightest things in the world <laughs> to ship so you're easily looking at, you know, seven to 10 bucks to ship yeah. even a small game, really. So I think as those rates have gone up, it's made it a little more difficult to do that stuff or a little harder to justify it versus drop them off at your local store, have them for the weekend. They're done. That is, that is the appeal. I think same, same yeah. for, the, for the conventions. Um, yep. Same thing. Ha- having boxes in the house, having peanuts and packaging material. Mm-hmm. What I, I know when I sell things on, on the say on the Facebook group, I might put up 50 games to sell and that's it. That's my, that's my weekend ruins, not yeah, ruins. That's what you're doing. But all you're doing is answering and people are trying to, trying to uh, negotiate and you're trying to work out, did this person bid first? That's the first five hours. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> now I need to sit and package everything up. Oh my god, That's another three or four hours. So, mm-hmm. so, um, well, I guess it, I guess I don't, I'm not giving, I'm taking all the money for myself. I've got, I've got packaging to do the time allowance that, you have to put in so again turning up somewhere here they all are yep. and then i guess you guys take do you guys take a percentage of the sale yes so like um a, anybody who sells their game if it sells they'll get 90 percent of the okay. sale price and store yeah. credit yeah same as the expo take 10 percent. most of that's because we allow people to pay using like credit cards debit cards whatever they want to do so there are some fees involved with yeah, that as well as some hours by our employees to just get everything set up and ready to go Mm-hmm. You've never so, thought about having a stand permanently in the store? We've actually discussed it a number of times, and there's kind of two different ways to go about doing it. Um, one of them is essentially having a consignment area, for lack of better terms. Mm-hmm. And the other way is for the store to straight out buy the games yeah. from whoever's selling them and just have them in that used section. Um, there are benefits mm-hmm. and detractions from both sides yeah. of it. Um and I think a combination of just needing more information on them in general and also having some space limitations within the store where we are already has made it difficult for us to do just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something we've talked about for probably the last two or three years. And then we also, on top of that, discuss, you know, if we do have a permanent section, how is that different than this twice a year special sale that we do? Is there... Is there a perk to doing one over the other? So we we've been trying to look at all the options and balance out how a permanent section might work in our store. And I think we've got a fairly good concept. We want to kind of get through this year and see yeah. if the balance is right and if we can make it work. But the other part of it is it's kind of fun just to have these two weekends yeah, yeah. where it's it's crazy. And we uh, 
I think from the second year on here in Springfield on Saturday morning, at least an hour before the store opens, there's a line down to the end of the block. Oh, love of it. People just ready yeah. to jump in there and grab the game. So it's sort Staring of fun through the window yeah. going, I see the game I want on that table and I'm going to get, oh, so can you people drop off before? Yeah. So, can- so drop okay. off happens starting, uh, it's coming Saturday through the Wednesday before the weekend. So we then have two days in store to process all the games, get everything tagged, ready to go. And then that Saturday will be the first day of the sale itself. So, um, so give us yeah. the dates and the information on that now while we're talking about that, if you sure. want. Sure. So the first day for drop-off is, I got to double-check this real quick. That would be March 25th is the first day for drop-offs. The last day to drop off your games would be March 29th. And then the sale is April 1st and 2nd, Saturday and Sunday. And what time? what time does the doors open? Doors open at noon, and Saturday will be open till seven o'clock, and then Sunday is noon to five. Awesome! You got that, Gareth? If only I wasn't how many hours <laughs> away. <laughs> you just got to convince uh, PJ to stop in the store and do a little video yeah. chat while you're PJ, walking around. You, yeah, you need to do a li- you need to go live. You need to yeah. Instagram live, like we did last year. Yeah, we did yeah. that last year. Did we do that the night before when you were helping set up PJ? We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the night before the sale, so Friday night, after we've kind of set everything up, we usually do a little walk-around video. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yep. And uh, I didn't even think about this. I thought it was just kind of, you know, a nice way to show people, like, there's a lot of games this sale. And, like, the next day, the first three people in line had mapped out in their head, just from watching the video, like, where exactly that game is that they want and they knew as soon as the door opened they could go to that spot pick the game up and check it out and they're they're done so it was just i was thinking the same i'm thinking this is yes this gives me prime in prime insight or intel oh yeah into where to go brilliant well i'll make sure that i do that for you and you can watch it and then you and can send me yeah. a message and be like hey i want this game and, I'm like, and then okay, there's a 70 dollars to ship it to the uk <laughs> right yeah or, or until you visit or i visit you I, I think, I think if you remember, Nick, you could answer this. One of our friends on Instagram actually reached out to you last year about games for the used game sale. I think it was one. Was it? I I think it was one of our friends in Poland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now all of our listeners know exactly who we're talking (laughs) about. (laughs) Who? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I think the shipping was cost prohibitive, right? That was yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. 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 It was going to so. be a little rough. Again, so. board games are not light items. No. <laughs> no. No, shipping is not cheap. And at that point, we were kind of at the height of the really crazy of shipping course. fees and yeah. stuff, too. So that was definitely not helping out with that. But you're not opposed. You would be willing. If any of our listeners wanted to try to order something from you, yeah, you I don't would. think we're putting it online this year. Um, okay. We just run into too many issues or potential issues where, as a retailer, we have uh, minimum advertised pricing requirements. Yeah. And by some of those agreements, even a used game, which we do not technically own, if we are advertising it for sale, would put us in default of that agreement. So... Just to alleviate any of those issues, I think this year we're not going to do any online. Um, just, again, to keep it simple for everybody. And we still typically see between 65 and 80% of the games sell on any given year. So it's 
it's really nuts and a, a crazy weekend for everybody, but it's a lot of fun too. I love it. I wish. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, PJ, what you pick up and what you oh, sell. Yeah. 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 Okay. Definitely. Anything else, PJ, you want to cover? No, um, that's, that's a bit it. you have any questions for us, Nick? Anything you want to ask? No, just thanks for doing the podcast. I've been, yeah. uh, I don't get to listen every week, but usually when I make a trip to the champagne store, I can catch up on three or four episodes at once. And it usually works out really nice for us. Well, thank, thanks for listening. Why don't you go ahead and give us those dates and times one more time for our listeners, just sure. in case they missed so, it. Drop off starts March 25th and runs through March 29th. And then the sale itself is happening April 1st and April 2nd of 2023. Perfect. Perfect. We will probably do that walk-around video Friday the 31st yeah, so that everybody can plan out where they're going Saturday morning, first thing. Yeah, amazing. Awesome. Awesome. I look forward to seeing it. So where can our listeners find you on all the social media platforms? Sure. Titan Games Springfield on Facebook. Um, our website's Titan Games Online. There should be a header that links you to all the info you need for the used game sale as far as sellers or buyers is concerned. If you have any other questions, you can always email us uh, springfield at titangames.com. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks, Nick. This was great. Thanks for yeah. coming on and talking about game trades and used game sales and getting an opportunity to plug your, your sale. Uh, we're always there every year and we love it. So I'm really yeah. surprised we fit it into, you know, half an hour when this could have been a three day conversation discussing <laughs> how math trade works. Yeah. I've got more questions about how to run a, a game store, but maybe that's a different episode. <laughs> that's that is a month-long conversation yeah, right yeah. <laughs> but, yeah so you know thank you for joining us and good luck with your game sale thank you we're looking forward to it thanks everyone for listening please subscribe and as always we love to hear your thoughts and ideas so make sure to leave those in the comments and don't forget you can also chat with us both on instagram at meeple to meeple